Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. This is a panel from the 2016 NDK convention in which there was a panel discussing the differences between American and Japanese role-playing games. Hope you enjoy it. I guess I'm starting. Hi! Hi! Hi, Hi Alright, I'll take it. Oh, um, <laughs> everybody. So, first off, we ran a panel before two years ago. Was anybody at that? One person. Maybe. Maybe. Two. 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 Three. Three. You were. Do I have four? Do I have four? <laughs> so this is actually our second time running it, but we called it part four to make fun of Final Fantasy IV. Because it was Final Fantasy II in America. So we decided to call it four for our second one. That's all. So our fourth one will be two. Uh, <laughs> just to confuse more people. So last time we did four, yeah, but the third one's going to be nothing because final. Oh no, it'll be six because. Yeah, the third one will be six. Uh, and then we're just going to jump to seven, and then like five years down the line, we'll finally do like actual two and three. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, You're going to miss six if you do that. Yeah. Well, we're already going to do six with three. Yeah. But who talks about Final Fantasy VI? Nobody. Stupid people. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> hey, watch it. We're not 18 over. <laughs> Sorry, we were 18 over last time, so... Uh... Yeah, so it was two years ago. It was at the old building that we did this. We were two nobodies, and it's funny because we actually started a podcast and joined a big network thing since then. And, yeah. So if you guys like what we're doing, feel free to tune in to us. We're on a website called thenewcallernetwork.com. And we'll talk more about that later. But that's not why you're here. So, um, why are you here? I don't know you people. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That's a start. What? Admitting a problem, you know. That's <laughs> okay, let's get this started for real. So, we're here to talk about RPGs and why he just chose the topic. Oh, well, it's just about your RPGs in general. Uh, basically, we're going to be talking about, like... The connection between JRPGs and anime and through history and all that wonderfulness. And then we're probably going to just talk about a little bit about RPGs. And then we'll probably go up to some questions if you want to just talk about anything in particular that happens to be within the spectrum of RPGs. So don't ask like the meaning of life or anything like that. And don't talk about Final Fantasy X, we're not 18 over. Or 10 2. Don't talk about 10 2, we're not 18 over. Or 13. Yes. We can't cuss. We don't want to talk about it. Yes, we're not allowed to cuss. That one was, you know, I get one. So, and now we've, you know, got yeah. You just can't talk about the gambit system. We're fine. Oh, what are you talking about? Because you can replace him with a lamp. I'm fine with Vaughn. You can replace Vaughn with a lamp in every single scene. It's the same scene. <laughs> no, no. You just I'm not wrong. No, no. No, 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 no. You just... You just keep missing the point of on. He's basically the item caddy for the team. Like every time. He's a lamp. Like, no, 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 no. He's just. No, he's a purse. He's a coat hanger. He's no, no, no. Wait. He's the towel boy in a sporting team. You, like, you're making him too important. He's not a human. <laughs> no, no. He's, he's a coat hanger. You, yeah, he's a coat hanger. You hang things on. No, no. He's like a, he's like a pack mule. No. Just not as adorable and painted on apps. And not as useful. <laughs> he's a skyper. That's in the later games, and we don't talk about <laughs> tactics A2. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of things that'll like, it's pretty top things, but we'll try not to do it. 
talk about them, but we probably will. That's our podcast, by the way. We just, we like don't plan topics because we get distracted and angry at each other. Anyway, like that one panel where it was just like an hour of you just whining about the gambit system. Yeah. Um, that happened. Anyway. It's not good. Don't. Okay. No. No. It's not good. Just okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving on. No, it's not good. I'm not okay. It's not good. Do you need a hug? No. I mean, not a gambit system. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's having <laughs> okay, so for real, we'll get started here. Um, go ahead. All right, so RPGs. As we all know, they pretty much started back in the good old days of D&D, and Japan really liked them. Like, really, really liked them. And so, obviously, we're going through history, and da da da. We have our drawing class, da da da. People want a stupid question. Everybody knows why it's called Final Fantasy, right? Yeah. There's only you don't one. Need to go through that. I'm just making sure. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Can you answer why it's called fantasy style? Okay. No, no, seriously, I don't know either. <laughs> we want to know. If you know, tell us. Yes, yes. Although it's a good series, so if you feel like something really old school, it's just you're off topic. Well, we have 90 minutes. I can be off topic for like five. Yeah, but let's be off topic later. Let's get our introduction done. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just rambling. Okay. So anyway, as we all know, um, what anime do you think had the biggest impact on RPGs? You can raise your hand or buzz in, I don't care. Yeah. Or just scream or shout or just whimper. This is also your opinion. If you think it's your opinion, go for it. Yes. Yeah. Record of Aggress War. Pretty good. It's actually reversed, though. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> Record of Argus War is based on a D&D campaign from the, uh, the creator. So it's heavily influenced by RPGs. So, good guess, but flipped. Right. Any others? No? Um, I would have said Bodos War, but that's pretty much the same. Same yeah. um, I'll give you a hint. It's done by a famous studio called uh, Studio um, Mibli. Mibli. Um, that's my hint, Mibli. Tell him to just say it or he won't go on. Ghibli. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, basically, the film we're talking about is uh, Laputa, Castle in the Sky. Okay. Let's think about this. You know, we've got, what's the plot of Laputa? Basically, a girl falls out of the sky and she meets a young boy in a small little village. And she doesn't have any recollection of who she is, but she's being followed by an evil empire. And she's got a powerful pendant that might or may not be connected to an ancient civilization of great power. The evil empire wants. It's every single RPG ever made. Yeah. It's. I, <laughs> I've seen the movie Stardust. Mm. Stardust? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> I didn't mean to give you indigestion. I didn't want to bourbon the mic. You blew it And that's how it came out. It, was, it snuck up on me. I was like, I, don't, I shouldn't have burped in the mic. No, I really shouldn't. That's all that was. It wasn't like, oh, God. <laughs> You're fine. We love you. Maybe. Who are you? I love you. It's okay. All right. He doesn't, I do. Eh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I could love you too. Are you also hosting the Roast My It's going to be a long weekend. <laughs> I think I know the people who are, but I am not. Sorry. <laughs> well, they like us. I just okay. hit my tooth on the mic. Move on. <laughs> all right. Um, so as you can pretty much tell, you know, um, RPGs have been borrowing heavily from anime series like Laputa. I mean, but then we get the turnaround that we were talking about with like Agro Wars and Record of Lowest War and stuff like that. Which is weird because it's influenced by a Western RPG. It is, but all RPGs weird. pretty much are influenced by Western RPGs. All goes back to D&D, baby. I know, but like that one is D&D, and they kind of, they've left that category a long time ago. <laughs> well, they did, they did, but, um, I mean, honestly, what do you think would be the first JRPG? Like, the one that really just moved the farthest away from? See, I, I, I don't know, personally, because I know Final Fantasy sure as hell, isn't it? Because <laughs> that's, that's a D&D game. <laughs> um... Ah, uh, I don't know. That's a hard one. He's older than me. You guys are allowed to guess. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't a question just for me. It was an open-ended question. We're trying to kind of start a conversation and dialogue. By the way, because of your guys' outfits, by the way, I, I really want to say not an 18 allowed word, but... <laughs> 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 we will just blink it to you in sign language. Yes, anyway, get, get some of the semaphore right. batons. <laughs> anyway, we're Flags. on topic again. Yeah, yeah but no, you, 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 yeah, I know he's part of the audience. But you're Move on. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, what do you think is the first JRPG? You mean the first ever? The, the formula, not the first ever. Yeah. Yeah. Dragon Quest is a lot no. of D&D. Yeah. Like, think about D&D, which is in structures. You're building a character, you've got to deal with like, your stats kind of building, you're just left off into this open world of like, okay, what am I doing? <laughs> Legend of Zelda count by any chance? Huh? Legend of Zelda is probably itself still all It's not really an RPG, though. It's an action puzzle kind of game. Did you say Pokemon? Z <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Go. I wouldn't say that's the first. No. Can I buy a bow? E. You got an E. <laughs> EverQuest? <laughs> Alright, you said that. <laughs> you mean EverCrack, right? EverQuest isn't Japanese. <laughs> you know, it's made in Europe. Yeah, one of those buttons like, flies off one of the chairs. Who said that? I, th I think it was Dragon Age. Alright. You need to go. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for someone to say, like, Elder Scrolls series. Just go! What is it? It's Fantasy Star. We just talked about this. He said that. Oh, yeah. he, he said Fantasy yeah, Star? I didn't hear you say Fantasy Star. I'll speak up next time. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> There's a mic that's on right there. Yeah. I should not Who the hell that. plays Fantasy Star? I played it. I played it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had a Dreamcast, and I played the crap out of it. I had that weird fish game with the human... Face on it. So. I know what you're talking about, sadly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's Seaman, I believe. Yeah, yeah. it's not actually. About well, it. let's not talk about Seaman. No, 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 no. I gotta, I gotta say this because I always wanted to get that game with that like weird little Xbox game that they. It was Japan only, but it was like you created like a little robot girl, 
But it's Whoa. the same like, promise. It's Whoa. just a like promise where you're talking We're 18 plus, let's move on. No, no, I just wanted to have them talking to each other. I just figured, like, we'd get sentience at that point. <laughs> That'd be bad, too. That's the end of humanity. Oh. Uh, yeah, Fantasy Star Online was one of the first ones, because if you Not think about it. Fantasy Star Online. Fantasy Star. Fantasy Star. You have to get to Fantasy Star 1 through 4 before we get yeah. Sorry, I'm used to Online. Uh, it's futuristic. It, Set aside from the, because everything up to there was more of the medieval fantasy kind of stuff like Final Fantasy, everything that was up to that point. And then they kind of took it a step by making it a sci-fi RPG with a lot of still used tropes constantly forever. It's also one of the first games that actually used cutscenes. Yeah. Like actual little, not great, but semi-animated cutscenes. And um, so it actually told like an actual story, which is the main thing that separated from a lot of RPGs back in the day, because most of them was just like, hey, you're the hero, the world's in danger, go save it. Yeah, I dare any of you to try and explain Final Fantasy One's story in more than a paragraph, right? <laughs> I could do it. No, you can't. Yeah, I could. No. Maybe two paragraphs? Maybe two. Maybe two. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was actually a much more story-driven game, which is the big... It's kind of the big difference between JRPGs and like Western style RPGs is that JRPGs are like really character and story. I like your hat. <laughs> <laughs> I like a squid. I, yeah, yeah that's, that's a hat as well. Okay, so how, what hat do you know? Anyway. <laughs> I interrupted you, continue. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, I've lost my thoughts. Good. One, so. Screw you. <laughs> I said screw. That's a curse word now? Yes! <laughs> I'd say it's 16 and over. It's fine. Context. This is a PG-13 band. <laughs> you can say screw in the PG-13. I know. But I'm just you get one F-bomb. You get yeah, one F-bomb. You already F -bomb. used our F-bomb. Yeah, or a lot of one. And I've already used it, so... But they didn't hear it. Yeah, I had like at least three people over here like... <laughs> <laughs> and then one going, yeah. <laughs> that was me. Oh, that's you? You were the one looking at me like, you can't see that anymore. Sorry, we were originally an 18 plus panel. And our, our podcast is definitely yeah, 18 plus. Yeah, It's called After Midnight. So. No, it's the Midnight. Oh, it's the Midnight Hour, sorry. <laughs> you can't even <laughs> I've had 10 hours of sleep. I was in Scotland <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> You've had 10 hours of sleep? Don't think about it. I, I was in Scotland yesterday uh, with a 31-hour day. What's your excuse? <laughs> That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> All right, anyway, we're back. Are you so, yeah. sure? I'm not. <laughs> He's going to have a moment. So, um, just sit back and enjoy. Is that like the motto of this panel, don't think about it? Yeah. <laughs> Having a moment? What? No, no. Where was I? Where am I? Anyway, what time I didn't is it? Just don't think about discussing it. the plots of JRPGs. Yes. But yeah, no, that's the big difference between JRPGs and Western RPGs. So JRPGs generally have characters, like actual, like, you're not playing you, you're playing someone. Cloud. Yes. Yeah, you're being told a story instead of, yes. You're basically playing an interactive story. Instead well, of making yeah. it your own. Instead of making it your own story and it being your story, you're being told someone else's story. But you're playing through them. So a lot of the Western games still do it, like Mass Effect, Dragon Age, all those kind of things from Bioware, where they have the choice system. You're more of your story, you're your character. You do what you do, you what you do, you do what you want to do, so on and so forth. With JRPGs, it's the other way around. You are very locked in a path, told what to do, told the story. You're kind of just there enjoying it. So that's the big differences between Western and 
Japanese. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's probably a lot of other little nuances we could talk about, but that's just... At that point, you get into the weird moment of like, well, technically there's that one game. It's like, I don't want to hear about that game. <laughs> I don't want to hear about how Shin Megami Tensei just like, throws everything around. So, yeah, I don't want to hear that. Or Planescape Torment. <laughs> I, I want to say this now, I got the Tokyo James Sessions game. Yeah, it was a little fun. I, it's not my style of game at all, but I love it for some reason. <laughs> I'm glad we're having these confessions. I don't know, I don't get it. Anyway, it's because they use Fire Emblem. I've heard say that. I don't know. I thought I had fun with it. You guys don't like Tokyo Jam Mirage Super Fashion Session Hashtag Super Ultra Mega Hyper Go Fire Emblem to the Extreme. That's your own problem. I still just wanted to watch Chrome fight the Demi Pain. I mean, that's all I really wanted. It's like, no, I don't get it. No, I got. You got idol singers. <laughs> you got idol uh, Japanese singer. Yeah, yeah. Three thousand. Anyway, um, never trust the Devil Survivor team. That's all I'm gonna say about like that. Just never trust them. I, I want to add one point. I just like the teaser trailer had like all these Fire Emblem characters and Shimogami Tensei characters that are not in existence in the game. He's <laughs> like, yeah, and there's Hector. Hector. No one talks about Hector. He's not actually in the game. Curse you. I like to think it's really more the fact that like no one really knew anything about Fire Emblem or Shin Megami Tensei, so it was sort of like, oh hey, we've got these characters, and it's like, who are those? <laughs> Who's like, that? And there's like that one guy like, oh, I know, I know, I get it. That was us, actually. <laughs> so yeah, those are the main differences between a Japanese and a Western RPG, <laughs> plus some side commentation about a Wii U game. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's probably going to be the last time we talk about Wii U game in this map. There's something. Oh, no, there is. There's Xenoblade oh, yeah, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Okay, so we're going to have, like, maybe one more. Yeah, because Xenoblade Chronicles is awesome. X, Xenoblade Chronicles X is awesome. But Chronicles is awesome as well. It's just very European. Um, it is. It's oddly European for a Japanese game. Uh, no, 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 I get that. I get that. It's also, I mean, robots if you want, like Max. I don't want to talk about it. I also don't want to talk about how I have yet to finish the first Xenoblade Saga because I'm trying to do all the side quests and never do that. Ever. <laughs> People who want to complete that game, don't do it. There's like a thousand goddamn side quests. I'm sorry, that had to be said. <laughs> You're going to get us in trouble. Good! Uh, <laughs> Damn, is PG-13. He's got me. True, true. So they... Okay, okay. PG-13. <laughs> You're counting? <laughs> He's apparently counting our curse words. Anyway. Ha! Ooh, like the pun. Anyway. Okay. Power and love. What? Your projector. It's not our projector, it's from the left panel. Oh. We're not using it. Thank God for that. Ignore that. Yeah, don't pay attention to it. Is only one of them turning off? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Or the view Sonic. Let's not. Oh, and then about that Sonic one went off. Video games. Let's move on. <laughs> Dark Chronicles. I count that. <laughs> so if you take anything away from this panel, it's the fact that um, Brotherhood of Dark Chronicles Sonic. What was it called? You said it again. Yeah. Anyway, that's a swear word. <laughs> Why'd you say it again? Because I'm establishing something. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. 
All right, I'm going to move on to the next part of the panel. We're going to actually just get you guys involved in this. What Do you have any questions or anything that you would like to bring up first and foremost? Yes? Um, Blue Dragon, is that Japanese or is that American? That's heavily Japanese. Oh, heavily Japanese, Japanese but it's the artist of DBZ. Bankroll by an American. So. It's paid by an American, but yeah. everything else is Japanese. Very Japanese. Yes? Uh, given the story structures and general tropes inherent to what is considered a JRPG, in each of you guys' opinion, what is the most JRPG game not to be from J, Japan? So, like, not the one that fits the most tropes but isn't actually a JRPG. Exactly. Yes. Mm. It's either going to be Planescape Torment, or maybe even, I might even go so far as to say Mass Effect, to be honest. That's what I was going to say, Dragon Age. Yeah. Specifically, three. Well, uh, yeah, I can see that. Where you are the main character with all of the special main character powers, and you are a special snowflake, Dragon Age 3. <laughs> I love the game, don't get me wrong, but it was very, very trophy. Yes? Right. Actually, you. Yeah. When's the Hearts 3 coming out? Never. <laughs> never. It, it, because it's coming out of after Final Fantasy 15, which is never coming out, so never. <laughs> By the way, is everybody excited to get that game that got delayed again? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's like the Duke Nukem of Final Fantasies. Yeah. By the way, we have a mic for you people. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> well, I can project. Okay, that's fine. I'll just say it. If you want to use the mic, you use the yeah, mic. Yeah, yeah. Or if you want to just, you know. Uh, in terms of just general RPGs, uh, what does No Man's Sky mean? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, like, what do you mean? It's a sandbox. Well, the point of it is to get to the center of the universe. You can play for days and days and days and days to not get anywhere near that. Um, with the algorithms that create all these new worlds, what does that mean for modern-day RPGs? I don't actually think they're going to incorporate that many of the RPGs, especially JRPGs, because you are told a story. So, like, randomized things and stuff like that typically aren't what they do. I don't know. However, for Western RPGs, where it's you create and tell your own story, that's another side, because if you were to do that with, like, Mass Effect, that'd be... That'd be a, that'd be a really long cool. game. <laughs> on the other side, though, no, I mean, I get what you mean because, I mean, JRPGs in the last couple of years have definitely been, like, trying to borrow heavily. I mean, we just talked about Final Fantasy, just said Final Fantasy 15, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, look at that game. Yes, there's, like, a story element thing, but any of the gameplay stuff that you've seen from that, I mean, it's like, okay, open world, wandering around. Doesn't stay open sit. world. I know it doesn't, like at the very end, but I mean, we didn't know that. But No Man's Sky right. opens that up to a new algorithm in right. terms of storytelling. We'll have to see the same way that Fables did with multiple... <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Uh, <laughs> so, no, 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 no. I, I, I think it's kind of like, chocolate myself because I'm think, like, thank you. I think for, like, space games and stuff, it'd be a lot better, but for things like Final Fantasy and most Japanese or Eastern-style RPGs, they'll probably stay away from it because of the whole randomly generated thing. They very much don't like that. They don't even let you choose things. Like, there was a game that, like, gave you two choices, and they both led to the same thing, so it's like, cool! Why? Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's like a Japanese choice game. It's like, whatever you choose, it's the same story. Yeah. Well, no, you could maybe do it. Unless it's Chrono Trigger or... I see you in the back, but this gentleman here held his hand up first. We'll get you in the back. You can put your hand down. So the question earlier was, like, which game is most like a JRPG? Knights of the Old Republic. Spoilers, you're pretty much playing the story of a person 
who yeah, is that's, that's a Star Wars trope. Like that was a Star Wars trope in the Star Wars game. It's like you are the Sith. <gasps> <laughs> So I, I don't Technically, know. Technically, Baldur's Gate did that first. Really. Yeah, and that's a Western. Makes sense. I, the, the issue is that in the setting of Star Wars, it's what Star Wars does. So, in the back, with the hand up, I had it up, and then I'll get to you with the hat. <laughs> this was actually in response to that gentleman up there with the random generated. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, you're thinking something along the lines of, say, dot hack. I love you. <laughs> no, I don't, you don't even, you can finish your sentence, but first I want to tell you that I love you. <laughs> like, seriously, you better be careful, because he will follow you. <laughs> By the way, this is not a joke. We have a contest group of .hack, so going on this year. So I love you, okay? And I am Ovon, and that's not a good thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> generated dungeons, but they have a they have a formula where they will actually add the story elements to your randomly generated dungeons. So that's the thing, because there's already games of Japanese origin that have random dungeons, and it's a bit different than the algorithm that's No Man's Sky did, because that's a much more massive formula, not size-wise, obviously, because the game's only like three gigs, which is silly. Um, <laughs> that they haven't randomly generated already, but whenever they've ever done anything like that, it's a side dungeon with like 100 floors that you get sad and cry about at lap 450. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've had it, but I mean, it would be awesome if they ever do another dot hacking, which is better. Um, that'd be awesome to see. To be honest, the I'm, voice actor of one of, of Haseo has like made a petition to remaster them at the very least. I find that hilarious. People who are in the game are like, remake these, come on. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. We'll get to you in a sec. Got that gentleman back there with the hat. He had his hand up a while ago. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Can you can you come up? I can't. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. He's just half deaf, so don't worry about it. By the way, guy that he said he loves, use that to your advantage. He can't hear very well. All the way to the mic. He was like in the back of the room. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have a JRPG of, uh, series that's probably died off for a while now that you want to see sequels to, like Dot Hack, Dot or Hack. Shadow Hearts, Dot or Hack. Another Lost Odyssey? <laughs> no, no, no. Sky, Sky's Arcade never got a sequel, so it's not a franchise, so it's Dot Hack. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want Zooey Code 6. I do and don't because of where Konami's been. <laughs> well, that's true. But <laughs> if the creator of the series, like, okay, why did we talk about Konami? <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, no, no. Sui Kodan would be one. Um, I wouldn't mind Breath of Fire, except again, we got like Capcom that's really trying to. Isn't like, that the one that went to mobile like web Yeah, yeah. Breath of Fire Six is a mobile game, and I'm just kind of so like, why sad. Capcom? Why are you doing this? So sad. Uh, let's see. You had your hand up, I know. Yeah. No, he had his hand up. So, like you mentioned... Uh, You're after him, I saw it too. You want me to come up? Okay. Got I have been watching the order of hands, but I saw you. You're good, don't worry. Yeah, it's a pretty close code. It's not where it's from, but you'll take it. I know. <laughs> anyway, so you mentioned... Uh, or the topic was brought up about randomly generated uh, 
dungeons with uh, storyline elements. And I, the first thing that came to my mind was Persona 3 with uh, Tartarus. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean, though. It's like big, long dungeons. That one wasn't optional. It's just typical that it's optional. But yeah, like... Shimagami Tensai, which we don't want to talk about because they break all the norms anyway. Um, <laughs> they did a random dungeon that was story based, and you know that's what it is. Like it's both. It's not. It's it's most of the personas, in all honesty, not just three. What do you mean? Yeah. That the dungeons are somewhat randomized. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure four like, never, wasn't, but I'm not no, so sure. No, no. The placement of enemies were. Yeah, but like, like, yeah, there's a randomized dungeon in. The first two games as well. Yeah. But they're definitely like optional. They're options. Whereas Tartarus, you actually do have to finish them. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's the first time that they made a randomized one required. But the interesting thing is um, going into like the stuff they're talking about with Persona 5. Um, yeah. It looks like they will actually be doing more of a story generated thing because there actually is like a Tartarus section you can go into where like the entire city is apparently transformed into some like Demon Hell Spawn kind of world. You could travel on a cat bus. Um, I am not even making that up. Going back to the fact that Studio Ghibli just keeps inspiring the JRPG genre, so we've come full circle now. Um, but yeah, no, apparently you can actually open up quests in this side area by talking to people within the town, and you'll actually go into their personal stories. So it's going to be like going into, like, the, when you did the... Midnight Channel and Persona 4, you were helping people that were having like personal issues. You'll actually run into like side characters now, and you can now go into this dungeon to rescue them apparently and like fight their little like inner. The shadows. best way to explain this is: Have you guys played Catherine? Uh, oh, so yeah. Catherine was a test of Persona 5. Yeah, that's I, not. I thought that's, the graphics were very similar, especially yeah. with how Vincent looks. Like they they the came out and admitted that the. Catherine was a test for some of the stuff they wanted to put in and implement into Persona 5, and since Catherine was so well-received, they did. So now I'm kind of wondering, because I know you could be a barista in the game, like, if you make certain copies, like, a certain amount of time, is it going to give you the history, like, an omniscient narrator is just going to pop up? Uh, like, oh, by the way, the caramel macchiato was first created in Boston in 1984. Not true. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, was, Barista. Because we were talking about tropes a while back. What are uh -huh. you guys' favorite and least favorite tropes that cross over between anime and JRPGs? Mm. Favorite trope. I don't know the name of the trope, but I like just, just I like good villains. Like not good villains, like good guys. I like I like villains that are done well or anti heroes. Like I have a berserk tattoo. Do I need to explain more? Um, so I, I just like the not happy people, generally. But like, um, so good good example. The dragon or the night sour armor? I'm sorry. So you're a fan of the dragon or the night sour armor? He really likes Byronic heroes. I'll tell you that much. Like, really like. So my favorite character in Chrono Trigger is Magus. He was the villain, and he wasn't the villain. But like, he was done very well, and I very much enjoyed him. So those are the kind of characters. Because that's a trope, like Magus is a trope, um, that I like. That's my favorite one. Because they're both in anime, they're both in uh, games. So, so that would be my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, you like Suzanne. Overpowered villains. That's a good choice. Overpowered, overpowered villains, yeah. Or overpowered anti-heroes. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, for me, there's like a couple that I really like. Cat bus. Um, <laughs> I do like cat buses, but that's not a trope. Should be. It will be. Don't worry. It's after Persona 5. We've got two. We can put it on the page now. Um, 
I'll admit, like, I know it's overused, like, nobody's business. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a lot, but this one's, like, probably the most, like, grown-worthy, but I do feel like the most creative stories come out of it, and that's, like, the amnesiac main hero. Uh, part of the reason why I do like this trope is because it's a creative way of being able to, like, explain a fictional world without, like, you looking at the character like, why are you stupid? <laughs> why are we talking about Bonnegan? I'm not, I'm not even thinking of Titus oh. from oh. We're just like, you're from Spiro, right? You don't know what a shoe pop is. Um, I don't know, guys. I mean, Bon is, like, based off of Titus, so who cares? I'm still, like, annoyed about the fact that the game's making up this whole, like, plot twist of, like, oh, man, you mean Yuna's gonna die? Let's not talk about Ted. Answer the question. <laughs> no, no, I've got to say this. So, it's like, just, just, you just know, like, you mean Yuna's gonna die? That's what the pilgrimage is about? You're like, how did you not notice that? Like, every single time, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, you know, after we're done, we're gonna just, like, go off on have adventures. And everyone's just like, technically, Titus doesn't have a brain, so whatever. <laughs> so, talking about Final Fantasy, what do you think about RPGs and JRPGs where they give you a time limit? In Final Fantasy VIII, they give you a time limit. And while it loaded <laughs> in the battle, gonna you were waiting for it to, like, load, the time was going down. That turned me off on the whole game itself. Oh, that's always annoying. I hate timed games. Absolutely hate timed games. With a fiery, burning passion. And the reason is, I'm trying to do all the side quests in Xenoblade. That takes more than three days. I'm a bit of a completionist when I play my games, so it's like, oh, a side quest, I'm gonna go do that. If you only have like three hours to play the game, you can't. I don't know. I feel like that's just is so like wonderfully motivated. You're playing Xenoblade, you can put up all these blasts, and then all of a sudden it's like three days. <laughs> Start of the third day. I'm sorry. I just finished Majora's Mask for the first time this year. You know, I'm late to the party, but um, I actually really enjoyed that. Hey, Caitlin um, just finished. No, Caitlin hasn't finished it yet, so you're not alone. What? Yeah, but no, I I do actually not mind like the time game. Like, there's good ones, there's bad ones. You know, so, uh, like, the worst one's probably from Xenosaga episode 2, where it's like, oh, you've got 10 minutes to leave this dungeon. We talked about a game, not a movie. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But, <laughs> it's an interactive movie, okay? It, uh, yes, it is. We already talked about the Jericho. Okay, I have to bring this up, because if this gets asked, I'm just going to answer it now. I hate Xenoblade, not Xenoblade, Xenosaga because it's an interactive movie. And I skipped a cutscene once because I just wanted to play the game. Crazy concept, I've had a game that I wanted to play instead of just watching this three hour cutscene. I skipped it. I was on a space station, and then I skipped the cutscene, and then I was in the middle of some giant space monster. And I have no idea how I got there, what happened, or what was going on. Like, I just kind of sat there for 10 minutes. It was like, I was in the middle of a school park. <laughs> Surrounded by little kids, and having fun, drool dripping on my and now everyone's dead, and I'm in the belly of a monster. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> See, what a sure you watch your cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was like, not even exaggerating, it was like an hour long into the cutscene, I was like, I just want to play. I just want to be fair, Xenosaga is so I hit skip because I wanted to play. Yeah, that's I just wanted to play my game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a similar issue with like uh, Valkyria Chronicles, where it's like, 
How dare let's you? Do the con let's do the cutscene. Okay, that's cool. Let's do the cutscene. Can I just play the mission now? No. You gotta go through the three cutscenes. That's it, I guess. Not only can you not go through the three cutscenes, though, it's like, it's not like they play them in order for you. It's like, no, no, no. You watch the cutscene, it goes back to the book. You have to choose the next cutscene. <laughs> you just the life. Yeah, you can't just skip through them and just go like, oh, I just want to play the mission. It's right there. Like, literally right there. I could just reach out and grab I think I'm a little biased towards that game since you can have Vice and Ayaka from Sky. Yeah, you are biased. Yeah. You are. That game. I know you do. Next question? Okay. Do we have another question? Yes. yes. What was the first Western RPG? Like, the first Western RPG? Yeah, I mean, since video game, tabletop. not tabletop. Uh, not yeah, not tabletop video games. Yeah, I mean there weren't really any on NES. Were they? Be like Sega Genesis? Maybe. Well, Shadow actually, no. They were they were around on DOS because you had the kind of like yeah, yeah. paper ones that were uh, <laughs> like the click click move into a room, something happens, you type what you do. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I don't know typically what it would be because that was way before my time, but it was definitely one of those. <laughs> I would say, like, if you're going to go for, like, a console Let's do one, modern one, uh, like, yeah. modern console gaming. Well, no. kind of. Mo modern as in, like, Atari, not DOS-based. Okay, that was a oh, stupid yeah, statement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's then, do DOS, not DOS. <laughs> King's yeah. Quest, but... It's not so much an RPG. Like, King's Quest is a very old one, and I love it. It's a great game, don't get me wrong, but that was, like, a point-and-click... Kind of adventure game. Adventure. I mean, even then, like that's kind of, that's sort of the problem with adventure games, though, because they yeah. do like RPGs, and adventure games. So you have that moment of like, okay, what does make you different? From yeah. So that's one of the things. Like a lot of people will be like, Zelda's my favorite RPG, and I stare at them and want to hit them. Um, <laughs> it's an adventure game, and it's one of those fine lines. Like, well, what makes an adventure game an adventure game? An RPG, an RPG. It's like, well, very little. <laughs> A lot of it actually comes down to game mechanics sometimes. Um, so the reason King's Quest doesn't really qualify as a role-playing game is down to like the mechanics. It's a point-and-click adventure. There's no, there's an inventory system, but there's no like character stats. There's no anything else. There's like I have this item to do that. That's more of a puzzle or so, yeah. so forth. Like if I had to like make a guess, like what the first one would be, like for consoles, you know, not going back to like. Well, there's games pretty old, but. No, no, I mean like well, not Baldur's Gate, Gate, but the like Daggerfall. Yeah, well that is. But I would say it'd be like Wizardry. Those people. Because that's one of the games that actually influenced the creation of Final Fantasy. Like if you've ever played Wizardry, yeah, that, that one. And then go to like Final Fantasy, you're like, oh wait a minute, there's a lot of things in common here. That would be I think like 1985, maybe 84. No, Final Fantasy One was in 1987. Yeah. It was on Nintendo. Yeah. No, I'm talking about those arcade machines. Oh, well. Yeah, so Final Fantasy is one came from the arcade machines like maybe two or something. Hmm. Not sure if I heard that one, but we'll check into that actually. You might be more correct than us. It happens. I'm sorry, we're about. Panel's over, we suck. Um. So you were saying that King's Quest is not an. RPG as much as it is an adventure game. Would you say that the reason, uh, even more so than the mechanics that is classed as an adventure game, is that you're looking at the activity sort of beyond a fourth wall, 
So the way I would view it is all RPGs are based on D&D. &D. That's where the term even comes from, for the most part. Everything's based on D&D. D&D's mechanics. You have a character, you have a character sheet, you have character stats, you have attacks, you have inventory, you have a leveling system, an experience system, you have all of this other stuff. King's Quest, you have in inventory. You complete things with quick time events on the new King's Quest, and in the older ones, it was just a point-and-click adventure. Like, that's even what is classified as in its own genre, is everybody who has it listed, if you look, is in fact a point-and-click adventure. Um, so the big thing, when especially like with Zelda, that's the main thing that separates it from an RPG, is when you look at D&D, &D, which is the core of any RPG in existence, you have all of these mechanics. You have a fighting system, a battle system, experience system, leveling system, armor system, equipment, everything. Zelda, you don't. You have equipment, you have puzzles. You do and done. So yeah, kind of like say that's it. You don't really have stats. Hold on. See, Zelda, Zelda gets weird because there's like certain ways. We got a guy here who knows more about tabletops than us. Okay, so Western RPGs versus the JRPG. The main thing, the JRPG is based off telling you a story and it presents you the new character. Western RPGs, the main part of that is being a proxy for the self. You have a speechless character that doesn't have any real personality except for what you put into it. So in the case of uh, King's Quest, it's, it is a story narrative adventure. Whereas something like uh, uh, Morrowind Daggerfall, you create your characters, it's something that you can embody. You are their decision maker. So that's really the big difference, especially between JRP and Western RPGs. Boom. <laughs> I was like, did you want a mic drop? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> the man I love. Yeah. Where would you put strategy RPGs like this guy or Ogremouth? Like, what do you mean? Where would you mean? Where do I put them? I put them in my heart. <laughs> I love those games. Final Fantasy Tactics is my favorite Final Fantasy. Yeah. Through the ribcage, below it, or just no, just like jam it through my ribcage. Um, it's very painful when a new one comes He's out. He's got scars. It's, it's pretty bad. How would you classify the between Western? There like there are some, but name a strategy RPG, like specifically a strategy RPG that was made by a Western company. Just off the top of your head. I'm not saying they don't exist, but do you know any? So I'm thinking like Radiant Historia for some reason. Yeah, me too. That's, there's too many Radiant things. Um, that might be one, but but what I mean is like if you get asked that question, it's like, hey, name a Western strategy RPG. You're like, name a JRPG strategy RPG. Oh, well, there's this, 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 yeah. this, this, and this. It's like, yeah. <laughs> there's just not nearly as many, so the Japanese have really kind of just had more yes. of the JRPGs. They've just made more J strategy RPGs. They're fun. I love them. Okay. Some of them are terrible. <laughs> See, that's the, yeah, that we have real-time strategies in the West, like Blizzard, StarCraft, Warcraft, all that kind of stuff. That's kind of what they did more for strategy games. It's just all real-time, no real turn-based or anything like that. So, strategy RPGs are mainly Japanese. Yes, it was him in the back, and then you in front will be next. So where does Fallout Tactics fall? 
Yeah, that would I mean, be that lone exception. exception. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're, I did, like I said, they don't not exist. They're just not common. See, that's hard because my favorite trope is in both. The overpowered villain or whatever is like everywhere, so. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Have him fight the amnesic hero. That happens. That's common. <laughs> a lot of tropes that Combined. go one go into the other for the most part. Because they, again, we're kind of going back to like D&D roots, which themselves have like their roots in like fantasy literature or like science fiction literature. So it's not like these tropes are unique to JRPGs or Western RPGs. They're just, They're just used RPG. more often. So. Well, actually, with the Western RPG, you uh, deal a lot with the hero's journey versus yep. uh, JRPGs, you deal more in... You can't lose. You don't lose. But it's a story. There's yeah. no option. Like in Mass Effect, I don't want to talk about Mass Effect. But you can lose in Mass Effect Three, like completely and utterly. So it's kind of one of those things that they brought it up. It's like, yeah, no, you can lose. You can screw you. Uh, that doesn't happen at all in JRPGs. They're always, you are the hero. You win. You can be set back, but you will always learn the new ability, go get the new item, and then go back and actually beat the boss. Die three yeah. times, be respected well, stronger than ever before. Even with J <laughs> but yeah, even in with JRPGs, there are actually like exceptions. Uh, there's a really obscure... I related to something else to become more powerful. <laughs> well, there's like an obscure RPG series called uh, Metal Saga. Ah! I'm not sure if any of you know about it, but it kind of involves like a nuclear wasteland. kind of looks like Fallout, but you have tanks and dogs with guns attached to them. <laughs> but literally, you can end the game like five minutes after you hit the start button. Because you literally just get up, and your mother's just sitting there like, oh, is today the day that you're gonna go off on your grand adventure and become like a tank master? And you can just say, no, you go back to bed and the game ends. You get an ending. Yeah. Like, credits roll and everything. <laughs> you beat the game. Speedrunners <laughs> love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there are always going to be like some exceptions to the rules, of course, but, um... I mean, we yeah, have given no. you guys a lot of power here for this panel, so do we have any other questions? Any question at all, it doesn't have to be anything that we've talked about yet. Going back to the comment that was made earlier, and the question that was made earlier about the trope you enjoy the most in JRPGs and RPGs, mm -hmm. what's the one you enjoy the least? Bond. <laughs> that's a person, that's not a trope. Um, I hate so much. It's, give me a minute. <laughs> I hate so much. Uh, I hate so much. So much. So much hate. Uh, like, he would probably have to go on to TV tropes and just look up a few of them because he doesn't remember the name anymore. <laughs> He's got you go him. first, I'm going to think. <laughs> uh, see, oddly enough, I actually hate the trope he likes. I don't like really superpower villains. Like, I don't like villains where just like, hi, I win. <laughs> no matter what you do, have I you, win. Have you ever played, uh, what was it? The one where you like, was supposed to be a really good game, and then it wasn't? It was, uh, you play a flute and stuff? <laughs> That's so helpful. <laughs> I'm trying to think, it was like... You're so specific, <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. It's not the last story, because that was an okay game. Oh, oh gosh. 
I remember the villain because he was a bastard. A lot of villains are. No, like, he was called the Emperor and he like threw a door 20 times the size of you. That was like a castle door at you and you're like, oh, okay, thanks. Do you know which studio made it? I, I think, I remember what the cover even looks like. He's gonna do some research. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. I like very rarely do I ever see it done well where there's like a villain who's just like, hi, I'm gonna win at every corner. Like, no matter what you do, I win. No matter what you try, I've already thought of a plan that's gonna turn it around and make me win. Well, yeah. see, while, while you're taking all that time to train and come up with all these plans, he's taking his time to come up with his plans. No, because you're not really making a plan. You know, I mean, the thing about, the problem with, like, like, one element of a lot of RPGs, and you see this a lot in, like, Final Fantasy, is the fact that your characters are very reactionary. Like, your characters are never proactive. They're always reacting to what the villain is, and the villain yeah. is the character who always sets the scenario. And, I mean, that's a lot of, like, just literature and just, you know, like, the dynamics of, like, the protagonist versus the heavy and all that. But... It just gets kind of annoying when basically like you start wondering like why does the antagonist even have me here? Yeah, like, like, I mean, like why can't we just skip the forty hours of me like just wandering around grabbing the little magic trinkets that he's just gonna steal from me and I can just wait over by the final dungeon and we could just get over it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the only time I could probably ever say it had ever worked, and it's largely because it is the last redmond. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name! I found it! It's the last Redmond. Anyway. Yeah, I do enjoy that game. Yeah. But, uh, it was not great. <laughs> I played through most of it. But yeah, no, like the bad guy now like walks up and throws a castle wall at you and you're like... I am a weak bard. Back off! <laughs> I have a flute. But I mean, like, it just irritates me, and I think part of my issue is just the fact that I do see this trope get used really badly a lot. Uh, like yeah. A wonderful anime example is um, Aizen from Bleach. Oh, are we talking yeah. about now? Oh, we're still on yeah, we're bad still, okay. We're still on like, bad villains. So, you know, just this character just like, oh no, I'm gonna grab this like magical MacGuffin it's gonna make me a god. Except, I already have a power that makes me more powerful than all of them. Okay, me. actually, I, like, have a, I have an answer for this now. And it's funny because I thought about it. The thing I hate the most are the amnesia heroes who like remember their, like remember their past and are like, oh yeah, I'm God. <laughs> and like, oh, and convenient. That, <laughs> and that only happened once. It happened more than once. So you yeah, absolutely hate the Haruhi fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a little different. They have to make sure she doesn't remember because they don't want her to rewrite reality. That's kind of an interesting, see that's where the trope gets interesting because it's just like, okay, it is the Amnesia Kiro trope, but at the same time we did an interesting thing about it because we got to keep her in. That, that's why I said it's too dangerous. That's why I said specifically it's like they remember who they are and they're like, oh yeah, I'm all powerful. It's like, do you not have muscle memory? Like, why were you so weak? What's going on? Yeah, Your body didn't change. It, it does kind of raise that question. Like, what it's the like, hell? I am a toothpick. Oh wait, I remember who I am. I am Jesus. And it's like, ha, ha. <laughs> Your body didn't change at all. What happened? You just... Uh, I don't know. Sometimes it's creative. Because you go to like... He remembered you know, he doesn't like milk. Like Vagrant's story is a wonderful thing where it's like, when you level up and learn new skills, you don't learn new skills, you remember skills. Like the game specifically it's tells you. It's done well though. I know, it is done well. 
just what I'm saying. You had your hand up. Yeah. Um, the opposite of the overpowered villain is like super disappointing, though. Like you yeah. played Dragon Age Inquisition, yeah. Oh. Where he's just following you and losing constantly and never feels like a threat, and you're just like, what are you even doing here, man? Who's the villain of Inquisition? Exactly. Who's the villain of Final Fantasy XIII? No, I'm going to ask a question real quick. Who is the main villain of Final Fantasy XIII? Does anybody know this? You. Me? No, thank you. I saw a hand. Does anybody care about Final Fantasy XIII? <laughs> That's not, do you care about it being spoiled? Does anybody years, care about that game? Point. No, you don't. You're going to have to go with Solus. <laughs> Who? Solus. You're wrong. Wait, who's Solus again? <laughs> <laughs> the elf who is planning on just removing the Fae? Sias. Solus from Dragon Age. No, I said the main villain of Final Fantasy XIII. Thirteen. Yeah, Final Fantasy thirteen. Sorry, we changed gears. That's why I was like, Solus. Solus? <laughs> <laughs> you did that almost the entire time last I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it was fresh in our memories. Well, no, this is like, I'm legitimately asking if anybody can actually name the villain of oh, Final no, Fantasy Oh, no, I'm not. Okay. my hand for that. There's a, there is one. I know who it is. Donald Trump. It is the space pope and the owl from Clash of the Titans. <laughs> no, they're different. <laughs> they're technically because he had to merge with something to become orphan. No, no, orphan's a different thing. That's what I mean. <laughs> but the owl and the old man are actually the same person. Uh, yes, but you know they what I mean. They like, to become that boss that takes twenty minutes to kill you. I mean, to kill. He, he's the repeating boss. Like, he comes back constantly. He's technically behind everything. Okay, it's like not getting off tangent, and I don't want this to transform into like why Final Fantasy Thirteen is like the anti. I it wasn't a legit question. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> you had your hand up. Okay, outside of uh, let's not uh, insult the owl from. <laughs> you're Let's right. not insult Bebo. Come on, come on. It's Bebo. But uh, you're right. I'm sorry. No. So um, you guys are talking about like I brought uh, No Man's Sky. We talked about um, with the uh, JPRGs. Is it better to have le what? <laughs> Why is everyone laughing before I ask my question? I'm laughing because I'm having fun. Well, I am as well. Okay. Um, is it better to have less? Or more choices in an RPG? Middle ground. I'm definitely yeah. with the middle ground because if you have too many, it's, it, it gets convoluted, especially since I'm a completionist and I will be like, all right, well, I gotta play this game 20 times because there's 20 yeah. more choices at this juncture. Okay, I'll uh, <laughs> Don't forget the fact that in order to get the second true ending, you gotta play through the game twice. Yeah, no, I don't like that either. That's so annoying. I am the person who tries to do all of Persona in one go, and it is the most frustrating thing in the world. It's like, I'm going to max, max all of my social links in one go. Three tries later. I, I just start over if I fail, and it's just so... Anyway, um, I'm going to go with the middle ground, because if you have too little, then what's the point? Because like I said, with JRPGs, they give you two choices. They leave to the same thing. It's like... Well, the unique thing about JRPGs is the fact that a lot of their design is based around the idea of giving a false sense of choice. Like, you think you have choices, but you really don't. I'm going to move on with the question. Um, oh, come on. I'm just giving you... I love you. <laughs> I'm not just giving... It's my job to give him crap, okay? Okay. But anyway, but it's... You know, I mean, when you open up into an RPG, I mean, like a JRPG for the most part, like, you walk out of a town, you're in this giant world map, you can go wherever you think you can, but you can't. 
there's usually like one place, it's not one cave or the town. Final Fantasy One's a perfect example of that, because they don't yeah. even tell you where to go, but you can only really go at one place because that's where it starts. So you just have to find it. <laughs> it's like, where do I go? Well, this is before yeah. stories were a thing. Oh. Well, how do I know where I have to go? Uh -huh. it's but it's funny. over there. The funny thing about, but the funny thing about Final Fantasy One though is the fact that you can sequence break it. So it's kind of interesting because it actually is a more open game, but it's by accident because it's like, okay, well, I could go fight the evil like snake witch inside the volcano, or I could head up to the ice cavern that has enemies that are slightly less annoying than the creatures in the volcano and grab the airship. But either way, it's going to lead you there. It's going to yeah. all end up in the same area. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the middle ground for sure because it's okay. too little, not interesting enough, too much. I have an aneurysm. Um, One of the games that Mass Effect's like... a really good example of it because you're typically yeah. given three to four choices per like, junction. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, that's a good enough amount. You know, you feel, all right, cool. And you can typically do it in one to two, well, not one, but two to three playthroughs and get everything done right. Not and in 20. Like a wonderful example, like in the JRPG side that probably actually both agree on for once is uh, Chrono Trigger. Like, yeah. that's another game where you have a lot of agency, you can actually make a lot of, like, really significant changes in the game, but, you know, at the same time, you actually have lots of choices, so there's, like, no way to actually do everything in one playthrough of Chrono Trigger, but at the same time, it's not like, oh my goodness, i got to play this 20 times to get all the answers. Yeah, but Chrono Trigger, you end at different points in time, so, like, it's not as long each time. True, true, but, I mean, we've, we've already discussed that. Chrono Trigger is the best game ever. Let's just just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Next guess. Validation. Valid. <laughs> what, um, what do you guys like and dislike about the Neptunia games? About which one, I'm sorry? Neptunia games. Neptunia games. The hyperdimension Neptunia. Yeah, yeah. The the bullet storms. Or am I... No 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 no. Are they? I haven't played them. Because they look like bullet storms. Like I looked at the back and I was like, oh, it's a bullet storm game, so I said it's out. If I was misjudged, then I'm sorry. If they are not that, then I'm going to try them out. I kind of like the fourth wall breaking element of it. The fact that it's sort of like all the characters are supposed to represent like different technologies and stuff. Like to me, that was like the drawing point for the series for me. But like I didn't really get farther into it. It was just kind of like, okay, this was cool. Oh, there's a sequel. Yeah, no. We know a lot, we have a lot of free time, but we only have so much time. So there are some games that we haven't played and some games that only one of us played. So I'm sorry if that comes up again, but I, I, I honestly just thought they were a Bullet Storms game, so I never played them. But now that I know differently, I'll go try them. So thank you. Next question? Any questions? Yes? It, I actually look at them like they're different experiences, mm -hmm. so it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. If I want to like go make a person, be that person, make the choices, and like do whatever, then I'll do a Western RPG like Mass Effect. I loved Dragon Age is a great series, um, except two. Dragon Age one and three are great, um, but like it just kind of depends on the mood I'm in. If I, want, if I want to just sit back and be a part of the story, kind of be along for the ride, JRPG. Hands yeah. down. I'll just boot up one of those and play through it. Have a good time. Just kind of enjoy the story. If I want to actually be involved, like making choices and be the story or the story decision making, Western. Um, so kind of for me, it's just, when I, I love both pretty equally. Whatever I'm in the mood for, it just kind of depends on what I want. 
Yeah, it's basically just kind of like, do you like steak or do you like you know, a hamburger? It's like, well, I like both. Why can't I have both? You know, I mean, obviously you, we like. I would probably say that I like JRPGs a little more than I like Western RPGs, but I have no problems with Western RPGs, and I do like the fact that um, a lot of genre, like the genres, are starting to kind of self-pollinate. I mean, cross-pollinate against each other. You know, you're starting to get a little more story focus in Western RPGs. Seeing that a little bit with like the Fallout series, um, Mass Effect is obviously like the big one where because it's a very story-heavy like Western-style RPG, but you still have that choice and agency to it. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. With uh, Western RPGs, you also have stuff like The Witcher, which ah. the, the, the oh, yeah, yeah, is still the there. So you have a pre-made character that is based off a world. Um, you don't make the character, and you're not really embodying it. You do have the choices, just like a lot of the uh, JRPGs do. Uh, the big difference in that sense is the story archetype. You're looking at in JRPGs, uh, actually do a lot with religion. Uh, almost all the ones that I've watched have a lot to do with religion, but a lot of Westerns don't. They avoid it. Yeah. Uh, but also you have to look at the way the worlds are being functioned. Usually in Western you have a lot more grit to it. It's a lot darker. They um, tend to be more sandbox. Yeah, they, they will have a lot more sandbox to it, but that's just because that's what the public seems to want from them. Um, stuff like the Fallout series, sure, you get to make your own character, but they are still heavily driven on a singular plot. Let's be honest here, Fallout 4 wasn't an RPG, it was an FPS. Yeah. It was a sandbox FPS, and I am so sad. He's going to have a moment. We're going to we're gonna have a moment of silence. <laughs> the death of... No. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, um, that's another big like difference between them. sandbox versus not sandbox. I I find the sandbox, I, sandbox of JRPGs though, because I mean going back to Zeno not Bob, as much. Like it's yeah, really the way your chronicles act. Well, that's what I'm saying though. It's not as much because it's funny because back in the day, they're all more sandboxy completely, right. and now they're not. You're seeing the overworld map just disappear from a lot of them. Right. And you're seeing a lot of them become just like a rail. Like this is the way you go. You can revisit this area, but there's no reason to later on, kind right. of deal. Um, well, it's just them following like the path that like Final Fantasy VII started off with, like the cinematic RPG. Yeah, but they, they, that's what I mean. Those like Seven still had like all the world and stuff like that, and well, they're, yeah. just, they're just well, been moving, moving doing. more and more and more away from it. While Western RPGs has been in fact opening up more to sandbox. So Mass Effect was more of the rail shooter kind of thing, like you are given a path to go. But like Dragon Age and um, Baldur's Gate and some other ones, I can't think of for some reason, are more Witcher, thank you, uh, Witcher are more uh, open world. Like they kind of go like, well, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? I'll go there or there. Sometimes when there's level scaling, or not level scaling, I should say, you're going to have a bad day. Say, like, oh, I want to go this way. That's a level 20, I'm level 2. I died. <laughs> it was really funny when Final Fantasy 2 did that too. I know you had your hand up before him, so go ahead. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on Dark Souls? I love it. It's a fun series. Um, I have, I think so, the best like, line I could say, well, actually, this has more really to do with Demon Souls, because I think it was yeah. the comment that was done to Atlas. Because someone in PR like asked him, like, why is Demon Souls so hard? And Atlas's response, like, honestly, was, uh, well, we just get off on your tears. <laughs> so, hence the reason why if you do go to TV Tropes, Atlas actually is in its own, like, 
it, like in the actual like Nintendo Heart section, Atlas is actually its own section. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D20 Proof, Knapsack Comedy, and Mr. Right. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.